Bar Media. You are listening to an episode of The Local, a show about all things local, hosted by Charlene Comerford and Justin April. Well, I thought we were doing the show. It's doing now. It's going. Oh, we're doing the show right now? I just hit the button. Did it pick up the last of our argument they were just having? No, I'm not, I'm not spreading that negativity. Well, this I will. This is a safe place. <laughs> I'm not trying to have that out there. Why, why we were have, just talking about Aretha Franklin. What's why, the matter, Why do you have a piece of paper? It's because just I'm writing. taking notes on you. As you talk, I'm just going to scribble, and then I'm not going to try to call you out on. I'm going to hold it up like that. Going to be pictures of buttholes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Welcome to episode 100. Yay! Yay! I feel like there should be more pomp and circumstance. The, uh, we made it to 100. I think you were here for episode two, Warren. We were here. And nah, like, Harry Hall was episode two, but he was close. Yeah. I mean, this is Warren's third show. Is that right? Fourth show. No, because he did. Yeah, you did uh, the best one. Was the he best. just did. He we just did the turkey. Did Turkey Day Thanksgiving. Nightmare? I still have the thing I won. What did you win? I can't it was remember. like the solar panel thing that dances on your hood. Yeah, you have to put it on the hood. Of your, yeah, you dash your car. I oh, was yeah. gonna. Get, we were gonna pass it from year to year. I yeah, that was gonna happen. The local pulls out all the stops when it comes to trophy giving. So Harris, what you don't know and you need to come back for it is that Thanksgiving we have uh, we play Thanksgiving trivia. And um, if you get it correct, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you, you either you have to do a shot. Of well, either if you get it wrong, you're going to look it up on the internet and then rub it in your face <laughs> Pretty for 10 much. minutes. Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Actually, okay. it's Great. what I just did times like 20 questions. Yeah, this is yeah. It's not a shot of whiskey. It, it is. It was wild a shot. turkey. No, wild turkey or. Or room temperature gravy. Canned gravy. Yes. Just, Actually, by the end gravy. of the game, you're like, give me some gravy, yeah. please. It's like a slippery meat pudding. It's <laughs> not good. It's I got not good at all. Halfway through. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry, are you selling me on this? <laughs> yeah, you're coming. You're it's invited. like an involuntary ab workout at a certain point because you're just convulsing. Just like, oh, I gotta, everything's going wrong and with my body. And last year went nuts. It was fun. It was insane. Yeah. We, went, we went 12 rounds too far. You realize I had to give Jason Duvane the win. Because he, he was just, mic. he was, he, he was like so angry that I beat him. Oh yeah, yeah, that he had such a fit that I'm like, fine, you win. And he, well, mine was I kept getting uh, screwed because my buzzer didn't work. <laughs> yeah. and then it turned into I just went hard, and, like didn't make any more jokes. I was just like, we're just going to win this thing <laughs> for the family. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep the belt close to home. So uh, really excited. This is episode 100. Yeah, what are you writing on me for? Uh, and Harris Mendham is here, and also Warren is here. And Harris, tell everybody about yourself. Go ahead, start all the way back. I'll drink my whiskey. Well, my name is Harris Mendheim. Heim. Pronounced Harris Mendham in Dothan, Alabama. And I'm from Dothan, Alabama. And I left Dothan and went to school in Georgia and then moved up to New York City and started working in TV. And I've been doing that for about 20 years. What did you go to school for? Uh, my real school or what I went to school for? Well... My, I, I got a, I got a fairly. What does the paper say? The paper says business management and finance. You're not, in, you're not doing any of that. No, not professionally. <laughs> no, I, I'm not doing. Just it. But you had like a football scholarship or something as well. Yeah, I, I went to Georgia Tech on a football scholarship. Oh, well, awesome! What position did you play? Water I was boy. a, I was a, I was the water boy. <laughs> the red <laughs> lightning. They give in, in the mid '90s. The they started boy. a new program for. <laughs> 
water engineers. There you go. Uh, no, I was I was an offensive guard. I played out at Northview and then and then uh, went up to Georgia Tech and played up there for a couple of years and got hurt. And then uh, what did you hurt? I let's see. I played six years. I did a. I broke a hand, and then I blew a knee out, and then Zoinks. I broke another hand, and then I tore another knee up, and then I got three concussions my freshman year at Georgia Tech, and then I blew a shoulder out, and then that was the end of that. That was the end of that. That was that was one one per year for six years. I was six for six. Wow. Yeah, it was good. At least you're consistent, man. I'm right? doing the math in my head. Six years of playing football? High school and college, yeah. Oh. Yeah. How was it to play on a college team? Um, was it exciting? Was, you heard it was Georgia you know, Tech, right? So, yeah. <laughs> we were good back then, man. We're good now, <laughs> Alabama people. Yeah, actually, if not any from roll Alabama. tide. Yeah, if any roll, roll tide, tide. any football. No, I. You know, I, I grew up an Alabama fan, and then you know, going up there was kind of. I, I remember looking at our schedule the first time, and and I looked at all the teams we were playing, and I was like. We're gonna be eleven and zero. We're like we're not gonna lose to any of these losers. This is this is the easiest football schedule you know ever. And then we went five and six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, but your daddy played at Alabama, right? How did you play no. against Alabama? Uh, okay. No, no, we we uh, I don't think we played. We haven't played Alabama since I since I, my uncle played at Georgia Tech in the in the early sixties. Georgia Tech doesn't play Alabama. No, they used to be. They play the Auburn. No, not anymore. They used to be. They were in the SEC. They were a founding member of the SEC. And then uh, left in the mid '60s. What is the online school, New Hampshire? What is it called? Arizona Tech. Yeah, (laughs) they uh, they were independent for ten years and then joined the ACC in the mid '70s. Oh, and so they're in a different league now. So they play Georgia every year at the end of the year. So how did you end up doing TV in New York City? Uh, When I was 19, I decided I wanted to make movies, and. Did you always have an interest in it? Like, is it something that you always did since you were a kid? Not, you know, I mean, the arts, I guess. I mean, I did plays and stuff when I was here. You C-Act? Know. No, out at, out at Northview. I don't think I ever did a C-Act play. But I was in all the Larry Williams productions. I miss Larry Williams, man. He was right? an organist at Lafayette Street, Cook. Lafayette Street, depending on where you're from. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did you walk part. around with a VCR, a VHS camera and... Like, no, put like write scripts and have your fan, friends. No, follow you know, I, I even even when I decided I wanted to, to get into films, I, I said I wanted to make movies. I don't, I don't, you know, but I didn't you're not really write. I was to. thinking produce, I think, you yeah. know, but I found that that's I that's what we all want to do, right? I just wanted to tell people <laughs> what to do, back, like yeah. hire people to like Guess do things, and then way. you know, yeah, exactly. I just want to you know. delegate for a living. I think so, but you know, I found that it was like really hard to find people to do things for you. So you should probably figure out how to do them yourself, right? Or become one of the people that get told what to do. Yeah, you can do that. Yes. That's usually the case. Um, that's what my that's what my thing is. That's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> but no, much. that 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 <laughs> need instructions. <laughs> I couldn't find an editor for our first film, so I what was your first? To edit. What was your first film? Uh, I was still I so I'd gotten hurt at Georgia Tech, and and you know, I had a friend of mine that knew some billionaire and uh said he thought we could get some money like vc money to to go start a company and and you know do something so i was like all right and so they they did we made a company and they gave us like 25 grand and we went and bought a bunch of equipment and i was looking around for stuff to do i was still in i was a junior at tech probably mm-hmm. and uh a friend of ours was in a band from here spoonful james 
um, and they had been playing down at the floor of Bama. Is that Wynn? What's his face? Wynn Christian and yeah. Quinn Borland, yeah. And Quinn was telling me about this this bar, you know, down on the beach and, and this event they had in April called the Mullet Toss. Oh, yeah. And how we needed to go down and, you know, document it. And so we called them up, and they, for whatever reason, they gave us a couple rooms and some, some you know, all-access passes, and we showed up, you know. Had the best time. Yeah, did like four days down there just shooting, and, and we were trying to figure out. It was supposed to be like a promotional thing for the bar. But it turned into like a Vernon, Florida documentary yes, type? 100%. Basically. So, yeah. so, yeah, so I had another friend, Andy Stuckey, from here who was in, in uh, school at Alabama, he was just a funny guy and, you know, was also wanting to get into entertainment. And mm-hmm. so I was talking to him about the project and, and he wanted to get involved. And, uh, you know, basically we decided we would, we would, you know, make him the focal point of the, of the make documentary. Yeah. We just made, he'd go what's down the name, there and what's the name of his band that he's in with the, uh, uh Stucky, Stucky and Murray. And Murray. Yeah. yeah. He's played at the, yeah. yeah. The plant. Yeah. So that's the guy. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. You know, so talented. We decided we would follow Andy around. He could just interview people and and you know yeah. give us you know something to kind of wonder shows and vibe. Yeah, yeah. That's what. I, that's how I feel like it's gonna go. Like that's <laughs> well. So Andy took it you know pretty serious. He 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 was really concerned about. He wanted to compete in the so the Floribama is this bar that like straddles Alabama and Florida mm-hmm. on the beach and every the last weekend in April. They have this contest to see who can throw a fish the farthest. Yeah. Like 50,000 people show up, mm-hmm. and they all pay you know $10 to just chuck this fish on the beach. It's completely ridiculous. And so Andy wants to go down there and compete but in this perfect, thing. But yeah, perfect. Not barbaric at all. <laughs> have you guys ever done it? Have you guys tossed a mullet? No, not like not in a sanctioned event. I honestly had not heard of it. I saw this, and I was like, this is what I'm going to do for a living. <laughs> Fold fish in half and throw them. You need to start training a man. I think because I mean, they have the gills, you can fling when you them. Watch it's like the infield of NASCAR. When you watch it, you think it should go farther. Have you ever thrown one? No, I watched it. That's a slippery dude. Yeah, it doesn't look like a flying fish. It just goes... Yeah, it's like... Well, so There's, so it, like it shouldn't be so hard. It's it's weird. It's funny. They seem like, done So so <laughs> Andy Andy decides he's going to take it real serious, and he goes. He he was a pretty good athlete in, in high school, and so he goes out and you know like trains in Central Park. He was living in New York at the time, working at the NBC Page program. Oh, Kenneth, and um, he literally was Kenneth, but yeah. he was like for Chevy yeah. Chase and or not. It was Lauren. Lyman. No, no, he was he was just in the page program. Oh, the Chevy point. Chase thing. Yeah, he had yeah, that, that, yeah, that came a little later. We'll but so, uh, we'll, we'll get thanks, to, Warren. We'll get to Chevy <laughs> Chase. <laughs> yeah. So, so Andy, you know, is going to take this thing serious. We show up down and and at the floor of Bama, and he's he he's telling everybody that he's been training in Central Park and he's going to win the mullet toss. So and I mean, it's like not a promotional thing about the bar at all. It's about him, him how he's been killing and how it. He, yeah, he's just, he's just him screwing with all these rednecks. Awesome. And it got really funny in a hurry. But while we were there, you know, he meets this guy named Woody, whose name is, he calls himself Woody. His name's Mike Brune. But he calls himself Woody because he's a Woody Harrelson lookalike. Aye, and aye, aye. everyone calls him Woody. And he's the six-time mullet-tossing champion. Oh, so there's a media heat and on he the field. Is, and he is not competing because he had shoulder surgery. And From so, too much competing. It was an inside job. And so he, <laughs> and, and, he and Andy, uh, you know, he said, like, Andy Nancy butters Sherry. him up, and, and, and they end up, you know, becoming fast friends. And so Andy gets them all drunk, uh, you know, the night before the competition. And, you know, he decides that he's going to start telling them all his secrets mm-hmm. about, you know, how to... how to Toss them all Oh, away. shit. 
Yeah. So he's so, giving insight. So it like, turns into he, like that Happy Gilmore he, and the guy with the one hand. Chubbs. Yeah. So yeah. they start having that kind of relationship. You got to get that microphone close to your head, man. You oh, sound, uh, back here. You sound oh. vague as hell. You sound like you're in the bathroom. What? I always thought of him as sort of his his Yoda, but if you want to go with the that seems better about Chubbs, one arm yeah. butt Chubbs, <laughs> like Chubbs is a little more appropriate for, right. for the, if you've seen the this time. movie, it's very appropriate. Like yeah. they just kind of forge a bond and then go bananas with each other, and then the guy kind of gets too drunk and says, "Let me tell you every secret I've ever learned." And it literally, I mean, it it skyrockets. The movie starts out just being like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah," and then what he's getting to just goes. It, it gets ridiculous. And so he goes out and competes, and you know, he ends up winning this thing. Jeez. The whole and thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Fifty large. He won by six inches. <laughs> And That's crazy. I've never because won of the advice that he got from Woody. Yeah, I mean, what was the advice? Well, because they're know, super he, slimy. He, 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 don't right? come in second. <laughs> you know, he was telling them things like you don't want to fold it over and break its back. You you got to get it early in the day before because the, they reuse the fish, and so earlier in the day, you know, the fish aren't all battered and and beat up and whatever. And you know, he had all these little like like you know tips and tricks, tips and tricks. Yeah, basically. But having a camera in your face <laughs> and being drunk for four days straight probably helps. Where you get I, hyped up. Well, then you want to show off how much you know. And then then you're, like, really open in that, like, weird treasure trove of, like, u- completely useless information to people. But, like... It, it was perfect. That, yeah, that's, it was a perfect that's what you want. Winning it For a filmmaker, best. I would think. Yeah. yeah. Especially the fact that he won. Is it's ridiculous. one of those documentaries where all of a sudden it just turns. And you're how like, much, oh, this is a much better story. How much yeah. film do you, does it actually... When you're doing a... Do- <laughs> like, a, that one was your first one. I'm assuming, but how long did you film for, and then what do you edit it down to? Um, well, that one, you know, like I said, we were supposed to do like, I mean, I don't even know what we thought we were doing, but like whatever we thought we were doing is not. They didn't what even we ask were. you to come. Changing your homie's <laughs> life is what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think we ended up with like 40 hours of you know stuff, and it you know we cut it down to an hour and a half, like wow. 90 90 minutes or whatever. Do you hate to see some things get cut? I mean, um, is it like keep this or, you know? Is well, it-, it depends on what it is, you know? I mean, like, when it's your baby and, you know, the thing with the with the mullet toss is that it, it all we had is what we had. I mean, right. The event was over, so. There was no B-roll. There was no, so like, yeah, you couldn't back. go back and reshoot. I mean, or- yeah, exactly. So, well, y'all know, did, actually. Plus, Y'all, y'all amped up the uh, training a little more, I yeah. think, right? The training, the training we did, but like the the event itself and all, you yeah. know, like there was no. It is what it is. There was no do over for the for <laughs> hey the guys, event itself. Y'all come back next weekend. And the thing was, like, none of us had any like real diet. We know what the hell we were doing. Yeah, I didn't, you know. But your I mean, question is the thing about having your own thing. It's hard to cut, but his, you know, your day to day is editing, so that's like you know, well, you want to well, make it more yeah. concise. Well, I mean, I mean but I, at that point. It's different. I mean, I, I equate it to, you know, when you cut a TV show, it's like, yeah, I cut things all the time that I love. And, you know, I'm not the boss. And someone comes in and yeah, tells me. Yeah, you're a gun. Yeah, like, and we're, I mean, like, you just, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I want to make it as good as I can. But, you know, it's just a paycheck, really. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you can't, you can't, like, take any ownership all of your, something. That, all your bosses or you potential can't bosses out there You can just stand on your desk like, well, and be like, I think it's really important this. this stays in. You for can. Sake. I will you, leave this. <laughs> I'm going to go home and bite it. my pillow. <laughs> Is it ever, like, a scenario where it's a show like Castle Rock that's going on now where I know you're not necessarily in the, like, a drama and, like, spooky shit realm of editing, like, just because of how you get paid, but... Is well, there ever a time ca- that, like, Castle Rock, for the record, there was nothing spooky going on in the edit room. Oh, y'all about a fist fight. When I've heard him mention this three times. <laughs> How did we get from... Because oh. I'm about to ask if 
if you know the storyline, do you? I mean, if you know the storyline start to finish, you can gauge what's important to the storyline and what well, so, isn't necessarily so here, here's, here's what I would say. So, so, so editing something like Mullet Men where you've got like a, a finite yeah. you know, amount of stuff and there's no like do-overs is completely different than doing a yeah, narrative so that, where you have a script and you know, you're trying to mm-hmm. convey this thing that's on, that's on you know, the page. And yeah. so the director goes out and does the shot list. Usually they, they do their... And shoot all this stuff and whatever and they'll, you know, they'll have ideas of how they want it all to come together and then, you know, all, all of them are different but, but, you know, we've 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 done some narrative stuff, and the process is, you know, all the machines and the software are the same, but the process is completely different. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a and, show versus a documentary, are two totally different ball games. Oh, absolutely. And and yeah. and and a documentary that's ever evolving is different from something like Mullet Man, where I mean, it is what it is. Like the story is this guy that goes to Florida and wins this. You know, I mean, unless we're gonna go back and. You know, make it make a B storyline about socioeconomics Some, yeah. in South Alabama. Right. And, I yeah. mean, you know what I mean. It's yeah, like, yeah. but like, if you if you're if you're talking about a documentary where, you know, you don't know where it's going to end, and you're just shooting stuff and trying to, you know, mold this thing into something like that's that's a whole other beast, you know, mm-hmm. like a. Uh, where you have so much digital that you. Well, well, no, well I, I mean, I, I, I think I'm, there's I'm, documentaries where there's a, a fi- there's a line, and you're following. Like a chronological dateline of things, and then there's others like the one uh, I can't think of the the making a not making a murderer, but no, the make, other make, one make, at make, the end where he was like whispering in the bathroom, like uh, that would turn the jinx. yeah the jinx and turn everything. Well, that's a, that's of, a good one too. I mean, that one if you if you want, but like that one they started working on that forever ago. That's right. So forever those are the best ago. ones. The and, ones that and then been doing. and then it, it 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 kept getting elevated. Until more and more people got it. If you if you go and look, you know the guy who's in that that gets a little screen time is that he's like a, a fourth line producer or something. He's not the director, and he's not like, you know, before it was said and done, that thing basically got taken away from Balled him. Up, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it was bought, and they and they were still filming and and trying to like, you know, because right. the story was evolving, and and I mean, what so that's, a, that's a great example. Thing. And also, you know, like like now with Netflix. Uh, you know, and and the amount of con- I mean, you can have a 12, 14, 20 hour. Di- I mean, OJ was damn, you know, thirty seven hours long. Yeah. I mean, right. like they, you know what I mean? Like, there's no used what's to be. The new, what's the newest one with the uh, lady that fell down the stairs? Staircase. Uh, yes, yeah. staircase. There you go. That was filmed over what fifteen years? Fifteen, twenty years. Yeah. Like, well, he, same thing. But I mean, a lot yeah, of it was they, VHS they, stuff from the house. Like, it wasn't like they had. Well, no, no, I mean, they, he, no, they he started, started contact, well, and making he, of a murder too. I mean, they yeah, started. He, con- he started yeah. filming that twenty years ago. Oh. And is that the was, one where the author, like Patterson, pushed the? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he contacted. I did it them. in. I didn't finish it. No, no, no. he did it. I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> he didn't. You do haven't it, my finished bad. it. No, I'm on like episode three. How many are there? Four. Ten. Oh 40, no, there's like 47. fifteen. It's a I think lot. I gave up. You get to about twelve or thirteen. Yeah, I gave up. Look how awkward this guy is. Wild country last night. Oh, oh, man, you get down with a one? Yeah, that dude's my dog. Have you heard about the owl theory yet? Has anybody told you about it? For which one? Oh, yeah, yeah. For the staircase. Yeah, that, that was in episode two or three. Owl theory? Yeah, that an owl Did you got watch it? scraped her no. head all Actually, You're going down watch the, the whole thing, and then uh, she get blood a on the bottom of her feet, though? Anyway. Owls. Uh, let's keep going. So what happened after I'm Mullet? about to ruin everything for him. So, so well, the, the, what I was going to say about Mullet Man is, you know, Mullet, we went and filmed this thing. You know, we started a company. I was still in school. We went and shot this thing. This ridiculous story happened. We had this pile of, all this pile of footage. And it was like, uh, you know, 
oh god i've got to make something out of this right you know? i mean it was like it went from kind of a joke to like but you had a lot of now, gold you had natural gold like one of those like did, but I, you know i didn't know how to i didn't know how to were. do anything i don't know how to edit that's how right to, like i literally had no skills at all so because that's how you started it you're like we didn't have an editor no this. we didn't have an editor and so you, you know, had to learn I, I looked around for an editor for a while and at some point you just cracked that dude out on iMovie yeah, I mean, you know, basically. No, Final Cut 1 Ooh, had just yeah. come out. And so I, I taught myself to edit in Final Cut 1. And then when we sort of got it in a, in a you know, roughed out like a year later, Final Cut 2 came out and they added audio meters. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I can mix the audio now. That's cool. There's and little meters here. So yes. I can't, like now I can't even imagine someone releasing an editor that didn't have an audio meter in it. But that's what Final Cut 1 was the, yeah, the next, the next like evolution in professional editing <laughs> no audio meters so then I mixed it and then uh, Final Cut 3 came I was like what do I do now and Final Cut 3 came out and they added color correction so Ooh. I was like oh I'll make these things now, pop. I, now I have color crayons I'll I can, make a living out of this I can figure this out yeah so so what happened after the mullet uh, so mullet man so we shot mullet man I, I was wrapping school up and I was trying to talk Andy Stuckey into moving from New York back to Atlanta mm-hmm. and I'd sort of set up a studio and we were trying to finish Mullet Man and and whatever and I, I was making all I was I was hammering him pretty good about you know moving I had this this pretty cool setup down in Atlanta and I had a house rented in the Virginia Highlands and and this is all being paid for with the $25,000 loan no, or, no, 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 or no. were your parents like uh, what happened to your business finance degree the, my, my you know yeah <laughs> sort of that. When I, when I, Thanks for that. I'll, I'll, never, I'll never forget when I told my mother I'm I wanted to make... I'm going to be an actor. When I told my mother... When I, I want to make music videos. Yes. When I told my mother I wanted to make films for a living, she started crying. She's a good lady. Crying. Yeah. Like, like I just don't understand you anymore. You're going to be the smartest. Look at your brother. I had, I had gotten, uh, I had gotten <laughs> hurt, and, and I told her I wanted to go to film school first, and they weren't having that. They she were gave like, you no, some... you're going to keep your free education, and you're going right. to do that instead. And so, you uh, probably blame the football concussions for your career now. Well, so Andy... Uh, parlay that so I've got Andy on the ropes. He's going to move to Atlanta, it looks like. And then right. he's working as a page at NBC. And then that job runs out. He's just bouncing around between BS jobs up there. And, you know, it looked like looked like he was coming to Atlanta. And then... Um, that sounds muy bueno. And then... Keep, uh, keep messing with him. Yeah, just keep turning buttons. Messing with all of our new mics. And then, uh, and then Andy got a job uh, as Lauren Michaels' assistant at Saturday Night Live. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, and so all of that, all of that work that I'd done, you know, all that be all that bullshit. He dropped you like a hot potato. No, not that. It was like, oh, so all that crap about us being together now means I have to move to New York. So we're talking about love stories. Yeah, we're talking about love stories. So, so Andy, you told me you loved me. (laughs) So no, so I I packed up all my stuff and. Followed Andy to New York City. I followed Andy to New York City. I had a three-month layover in Yeah, I in would, Dothan, because Alabama. he's like BFFs with Lauren Michaels, BFFs who owns with, New York City. Yep, who owns New York City. So 23 years old. I still, I, I think about this every now and then. I can't imagine. I, I mean, 23 years old, and I loaded everything I had into a 26-foot truck with 2,000 pounds of lumber that I got from, from uh, Andy's dad. Who owns, uh, who owns uh, wholesale, wholesale wood. wood. Why did you have lumber with you? Because we, we he was going to build a, a shack. No, I did. We no. So we we, we rented a loft in in like this shady neighborhood in uh, uh, Bushwick. 
Ooh. like an old sewing factory. Yeah, it was just a big open right in box. Right rave and neighborhood. I, I Bush with zombies. Putting, you were putting walls up? I, I went, no, not walls. I put. I went in and like, yeah, I built an office and, you know, the whole thing. It was like a, it was good. I think so we moved it. in together, me and Andy. And I, I, I Is my he still was, our Michael's assistant? No, no. He's, How long he's, was? He, he did that for like three years. How was that? Um, it was, it was good. I mean, he met a lot of people, did a lot of cool stuff. You know, he got me a bunch of tickets to go see SNL. When did you get to see SNL? Like, what years? Who was on it? Uh, best one. The best ones. Best Will, one. Which Will one? Ferrell. Tracy Morgan. <gasps> no, the Tracy best years. Morgan. You got to see Will Ferrell on Saturday Night Live with your own What was own the best eyeballs? concert? I got to see Will Ferrell's Farewell from SNL. Get the hell out of here with your own eyeballs? What was the best concert, well, yeah. though? The best concert? The best, the best, you know, two, like two, best. two songs. I, you know, I, my, my favorite, answer. my favorite story um, is that you handed that, the picture no. Of so the post An- Andy was Connor. in charge. Andy was in charge of Lauren's tickets. You know, Lauren like had like a third of the tickets, and he gave them all out to his celebrity friends or whatever. And so Andy was in charge of those. And so one night we were going to. Uh, he got me tickets to go, and he sat me next to uh, Queen Amidala. Uh, so random from Lion King no from Star Wars from uh, Star Wars uh, Natalie Portman Natalie yes Portman. woo yeah. so, <laughs> so, and he didn't tell me to do it either he remembers her as Queen Amidala Queen Amidala Natalie never Portman. mind that she like got an Oscar the for the best. swan right uh, so Darren Ar- Darren Arnokovsky's uh, squeeze what was her name uh, my other girlfriend, Natalie Jennifer. Oh, I was gonna say Jennifer. Uh, what's the other one's name? He's gonna remember everything about her, Garner. but not her name. Jennifer. Yeah. What was that? The really hot one from. Uh, I was Lavin. really, I was really. Is star she star. like as big as my no, phone? No, but though. she's tiny. She is, but it was so funny, you know, because he didn't, he didn't, he didn't uh, tell me anything about it. So you know, I walked in and and went Jennifer and sat down and. Uh... <laughs> Welcome back, Warren. What? <laughs> Sorry. Next. Hello, Warren. I love Jennifer Conley. <laughs> oh, ass to ass. Go ahead. Harris. I swear she's in my phone. I'm listening. <laughs> Don't listen to ADD boys here. <laughs> they will take you down some. No, we, 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 we had a good time in in in, uh, in New York, and you know Andy had that job, and we finished Mullet Man, and you know put in a bunch of film festivals, and uh, you know moved on, and and started doing our our next thing was uh, was uh, Skip Tracers, it was a movie that Andy and I wrote that we shot here in Dothan. What was it about? It was kind of loosely based on my family, who are. Bell bondsmen, right? And Pee Wee football coaches in South Alabama. <laughs> why are you making that face? Because I bet it's super <laughs> why interesting. Why are you all laughing at me? Because I bet it's super interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched it in seven years. I'm scared. I'll be honest with you. I've heard mixed reviews. Honestly, yeah. I don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. Because so I totally it's so understand real, that. huh? Because it's so real. Not that at all. No, it's not that at all. <laughs> What's not interesting about Bell bondsmen that are also Pee Wee football coaches? No, that's. I don't think. The mixed reviews I've heard don't have anything to do with like the plot. The, of the yeah, show. this is definitely not the writing. It's all Harris's. <laughs> it's mostly the director. No, because he was at you acted in that one. It's also <laughs> part. It's been seen. It was it's also lead. being delivered by like locals, like Dothan. Like my favorite movie is Dukes of Hazard. Oh yes, I can folk. see that. I can see that. I can I see just, that. Yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> all right. I can see that. My yeah. favorite, my favorite review was, uh, uh, it was literally the Cohen mother brothers meet the Dukes of Hazard. That's oh like, wow! That's actually really good compliment. That's, that's like <laughs> yeah. epitaph. That like, yeah. But that's what version? Be, yeah. what that's version? gonna be on your tombstone. Yeah. Like I would, I would have a tattoo of that somewhere on my Paris body. Paris Mendime. <laughs> Mendime. Cohen, I said it right. 
No, no, I'm saying that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's how. This is where uh, the Cohen brothers met the Dukes of Hazard. That's right. <laughs> the Cohen brothers meet the Dukes Just of Hazzard. Just wailing gins in the background. Father, husband, <laughs> and and uh, and uh, 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 a exploitation classic. That's, that's perfect. That and then and good. then the guy from the Village Voice, uh, whose name I'll never forget because I'm going to find him in New York at some point, punch him in the dick. <laughs> He said uh, it, it, it was uh, just below truck stop fare. What? What is yeah, that? Like, like the like the, you oh, know, yeah. the 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 rack at the truck stop. You know. How do you honestly to... deal with um, critics? I mean, no, do you pay I, attention? I do you read it? Not, I mean, not well. I don't bourbon. I don't. Do you take it to heart? Do you take everything to heart, or do you, is it better uh, if you just ignore it? No, I, I mean it's better if you don't read it. But I read it all. Do you really? Yeah. Why? Do you seek you know, it out? Well, I mean, you know, when the New York Times reviews your movie, you tend, yeah, to, you tend to read it, or the Village yeah. Voice, or the... Not only that, but when you have people that you know all over the place, and your name pops up in something they've seen, you're going to get it sent to you, instead yeah. of having to go look for it. Like, everybody that you know is going to be like, well, I saw this dude's name, I'm going to send it to him, even no, though it's no, no, a nobody, terrible nobody review. Nobody down here that I know, you know, reads movie reviews in the New York Times, though, so that's not... Well, I mean, but I really it's your business, about. of course you'd want to... Yeah, but I, you know, the thing, it, it was a really weird movie. It, it was, it was, it either didn't, it, it either got completely ignored, uh, or it, it like, if it got into a film festival, it won an award. Well, that's so the it was way one it is. Like, it was like, like very, it was like literally hit or miss. It was there's like no middle ground. There's no middle ground. It, like, I, it, it'll it, never make mass media. It'll always make sense for it a, might a now cur- curated crowd. I don't know, no, man. They're I, both I, great, but I mean, like when it comes to awards. There's so many good movies that came out, like, uh, what's the Timothy Chamelain or something? M. M. Night Shyamalan? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, we're we're back. (laughs) No, um, what? I've got to figure out what that was. (sighs) That was just you. It just looked like a loose connection. No, it was, um, sorry. The guy that was in Call Me By My Name, uh, something. there's, There's a bunch of movies that are so curated and good, but they would never make it. Sure. On a big level. Yeah. They're, they're, you know. Oh, that's but that's the same as music. There's like that's exactly great right. independent music that's phenomenal. It's never going to make radio play. Live at the uh, opera. Right. We bring the best people. I mean, they're unbelievable. They yeah. they go on Do the that, mid, but they'll never. John Stickley Trio. The, they, yeah. Oh my god. Insane. Twenty yeah. people show up. Yeah. This Billy Strings guy. He's going to win awards for the next fifteen years. Yeah. Twenty people will well, show it's up. Because it's like they're we're not bringing in mass media. you the well, water. It's yeah, PG Water Horse. Drink the damn yeah. water. It's like Parker Millsap came up, and then the three days later, Elton John's like, this is my new favorite dude. Yes. Well, that, that was for a different reason, but... Sure. It, <laughs> he looks like a very young dude. He was he was pretty... Okay, so what was after um, Bail Bondsman? Uh, so that was Skip Tracers. That was 2008. Um, I, when I got to New York, I started working in television and, mm-hmm. and, and sports TV um, in particular. And I met a guy that worked for a post house, and you know, I'd been I'd I'd been editing in Final Cut, um, and but there was this other thing called Avid that you know professionals used that you know I heard him talking about, and so I met this guy. This is a pretty funny story, actually. My my entire my entire career uh, uh, and and everything I've done in New York uh, outside of my own stuff is is. Solely because I moved that building that Andy and I moved into, another guy named Harris moved into, who was from Alaska, who also worked in 
TV. Right. And so the, the guy who rented us the apartment was like, oh, there's another guy named Harris. I, you should, I should meet him. And so he introduced us, and we got to talking, and, and he, I literally followed him to work. I told him I'd come in and like work for free Shadow to him, like follow him, learn everything, like see you know what. Not like a twin thing where like you would show up and then he would was show he up. more no, not was a twin he thing. on a more advanced level than you at that at that point? Yeah, he he was the the engineer in charge of this post house and and you know he he's got a few years on me and had moved from L A out to uh, New York to work at the spot and you know he came over and hung out and was like yeah you know I'll call you next time we're building systems and you can come in and see what's going on so I did that I just like showed up and are you making money at this point because now you're living in New York City um yeah I mean I'd, I'd been doing some assistant editing for like the O network had just started and so you were I mean, making yeah, money was, on the side to like support the yeah I mean I, I think you know my first year in New York I think I made twenty six thousand dollars and so he somehow, lived under the L train. I was going to say. And somehow, <laughs> somehow paid my rent. and Suck rat dicks. To yeah, pay I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I had a lot of free time. So, but I hadn't been there too long. I met this guy named Harris. Uh, went in, worked for him a few days, and they were like prepping for the Salt Lake Olympics. And they brought me in for a couple weeks, did a couple weeks of work with him. And then basically he was like, I don't want to go do this road work anymore. Why don't you go be the engineer and work the Kentucky Derby and the Triple Crown? And you're like, like, okay. Like, okay. Come on. I've and seen Seabiscuit. So, I know how this goes. Yeah. And so I was like 23 and I was the engineer in charge of these Avids at the Kentucky Derby for NBC. And then, you know. Like the old picture of the, the woman like putting, you know, things yeah. in the, uh, for the telephone. The switchboard girl. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. That was him. Yeah, so I then know I, you know, I was a, I was a I was an engineer for make it till you make it ten years. No, I'm just asking you like how you're affording to live in New York because I know it's just crazy expensive. Like I've seen real estate where people will rent out like a clo- literally an extra closet behind, seven, behind yeah, the curtain. Yeah, right there. for like twelve hundred dollars a month a week. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think our our apartment just, we were in was like like for someone who wants to pick up and leave and go on a dream. Like pack suit, like you did. You Moved had a truck. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I, mean, I, I didn't have like a pile of money or anything. I just kind of went and did it, and you know, I don't know. I had a few thousand dollars. But I think and, that that's that trip into what you were talking about is how it kind of led into now that I mean, I, I honestly I don't know how I lived on what I lived on, but you just did it. But that's it's the, just, that's I mean, the good part. I mean, it makes I, you appreciate what it is. What now. would be your advice to someone who's like? Mom, I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm you know, going to mo- New York most to make of, Most of the things that I've done in, in life, like I look back and I think about my children now, like telling me they're going to move to New York at 23 and loading up a 26-foot like, nah, no, rider truck not, and not, driving not. themselves to New York. My mother, my mother was like, oh, hey, you know, Harris, I, I want to like ride up there with you and just see where you're living. And, and no, you know, you I was like, nah, no, no, I, li- I literally looked her in the face like, Mom, I don't think you need to see where I'm going to be living. Flatbush. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I got in, in the fact, truck it's and not left. safe for you to be there. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I can't. I'll I, meet I, you downtown. I'm trying to, like, think about my children doing that to me. And, like, there's no, no. Uh, you know. Like, I meet 23-year-old kids now, and I'm just, like, immediately, I'm like, you're an idiot. Shut up. <laughs> like, quit talking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, the older I get, the less, you know, I just, I don't know. When you get 30, you feel like 23 is, like. Really young, a million years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean. And when you're, you're like, you haven't even grown a brain yet. You have no idea. You know what, what I mean. I just, I think about how stupid I think I was when I was 23, and then I think about the things I did when I was 23. I was like, who the hell let me do those Oof. things? Yeah, you can start like by the time I'm 11, 11 to like 
I don't know. What 20, happened at 11, Justin? Between 11 and what 27, 11? it was a disaster. We don't talk about that. There was a whole episode about that. that Man. One of the previous 99. <laughs> We're going to talk nah, about they, 11. I don't know. 11 was bad. I think I got a boner and it was over for me. <laughs> even, like even, even raising money for Father Skip Rose Tracers Man was the same thing, you know? It was mm. like, it, I mean, I look back on that and I'm like, I, I was like 26, 27, and I'm going into people's living rooms. And like I, like, I literally wrote an SEC prospectus for a business plan and was like, you can, for $5,000, you can invest in my movie. <laughs> I mean, like that's how we raise money for this thing. And you got like, it. Yeah, we went and raised like male like, prostitution, you know, almost four hundred thousand dollars. Like, wow! Who, who in the hell gave me money to go do that at twenty seven or twenty eight? Yeah, like, I don't. That's pretty amazing. I mean, you just did it. I mean, I, I don't guess. think it was there. I, you know, there I, probably wasn't a recipe. You just and kept then fail doing ass backwards. Did anybody ever tell you you suck? Absolutely not. Do you need to go home to Alabama? No, I think you know people would just sort of. You know, nod and be like, "Oh, okay, oh, yeah, you're gonna do that." And then nice. you know, then they look up and you're like doing things, and they're like, "Oh shoot!" Like there he went. He's yeah. actually doing. Yeah, I mean it. that's people do that all the time, especially around here. They're like, "Oh yeah, you you can do that," and then you go do it, and everybody's like, "Oh, oh I knew you shit. could do it." Great yeah, job. yeah. Then they're like, "Oh man, I'm really proud of you." I've been Let rooting me, for you. How can I use your assets Is as mine thing now? Between y'all like, two? What? What? <laughs> no, I'm talking about like. Oh, Just I've gotten a gazillion nose. Like, my whole life has been a big fat now. And me going, mm, I think I'm going to. I'm going to get trying. I was going to say, I, going. I quit. <laughs> I, eventually, you just quit asking and start doing. Like, Well, that was it. And I've then, always like, been your like whole that. thing from the, I'm the evil Harris, he's the nice Harris, turned into Emmys and uh, yeah, Olympics. Yeah, that's where I want to get to. Where, I mean, okay, it so. went in, like, to me, it was one of those, like, the sliding doors type thing where he was just like, there happened to be some other fucking asshole named Harris there. Yeah, so, so, oh, oh, into, oh, I'm sorry. If you're listening to the podcast yeah. and you have no idea who Harris Mendime is, he's also yeah. an Emmy Award winning editor and <laughs> just did Andre the Giant. The Hour biggest, three. Yeah, uh, documentary <laughs> that's on Netflix. Right now. We were getting there, but I think it's going to be a And he's actually going to be a part of the 150 for 50. So he was like, oh. Yeah. 150 we, under 50? Is yeah, that what you yeah. just said? 150, 150 people under 50. under 50. I'm going to start right now. Y'all ready? Number one. <laughs> I have an eight Harris. It's um, gonna okay. hour four. How did you get to Andre the Giant? So, so because I met this guy named Harris. I, I went and started working at Sports TV. I've now done eighteen years of Kentucky Derbies and Triple Crowns. Right. I started out as an engineer. Um, two thousand eight ish. I started shooting. I took up photography, and then I would take my camera out and like take photos at all these events I was going to. I was uh-huh. doing Olympics and. I, I was doing just, I mean, pretty much any, I mean, I've done four Super Bowls and, uh, you know, countless gymnastics and figure skating and Indy 500s. He's, he's banned from those. Still now. pictures or videos? He's banned from those. No, so so I'm engineering all this stuff for the first 10 okay. years, right? And while I'm engineering, I'm doing skip tracers, I'm, I'm, I'm writing business proposals, writing the movie, then doing business proposals, then, you know, funding the movie. I took a break and shot the movie and then I'm editing the movie and the trailers while these TV shows are going. So that's how I'm living. Right. Right. So I'm working as a, as a engineer in sports TV. And then your movie on the side. And doing the movie on the side. Gotcha. So I did that for a whole bunch of years. Um, uh, got married, had kids. My wife's in New York. I'm in New York. Our kid's in New York. Um, at some point I started shooting photography on these. Skip Trace got over, started shooting photography and, and, um, that turned into video, and 
at some point I was shooting stuff that was good enough to make air. Like right. I'd, I'd go shoot stuff and then they'd see the stuff I was screwing with in the trailers and be like, oh, can we? You, the, can we have it? House, yeah, can we use that? You know? The house like, you were looking at, you were like finishing people's roles. Like you're, what? the stuff you were getting picked up for was. No, no, no. So like I'd be at like a, like a, you know, horse, I'd be at like Belmont or whatever and I'd go and shoot stuff throughout the week, time lapses and video shot. And people but, would be, see his video. And so I, and be yeah, like, I'd be in the trailer like editing show. my stuff or screwing around saying, with my thing. The the, and I'm in there with the editors and they're like, oh, like, where, where's Well, you that? had to kind of go like this. Oh, hey guys, check this one out. Not really, you know. You picked up someone else's camera and finished? No, no, no I had my own He was cameras. working on it. He was just doing it for fun doing on the side yeah. learning how to do stuff and then somebody you worked with was like hey what's up yeah was let like, me see that he was like wow what that'd that be for? a great piece to end. i still don't understand y'all move on <laughs> be like hey that, okay. we, lo- we love that time lapse of, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't give you any credit <laughs> they, they would like a shot and you know they'd ask if they could use it in a piece or whatever and then you know the 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 producer started seeing the stuff and they told him where it came from and they started asking for it and then you know i i, I did and then i did a bunch of shows where Producers were having me start shoot things, and, and I wasn't being, I was being paid. And then, and then at some point, uh, I took a full time job with this post house in the city and started doing all their marketing stuff. And I started buying real cameras, and I was still doing the NBC stuff. So they would hire me as an engineer and just assume that I would show up with my camera and shoot a bunch of stuff. And then we went were you to billing uh, for that. No, yeah. no. Well, I, not not not. No, in the, he just was like shooting, the crew. and then later they would pick it up and then pay him for it. No, they wouldn't pay me for it. They were they were paying me as an engineer. Oh, right. Well, so, this is what I'm talking about. Head. He keeps pushing his stuff and on the table. So, like, hey guys, I do this too. No, no, no. It, it wasn't even like it didn't. It wasn't even like that. I mean, but it 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 came to the point that it it all sort of came to a head in in uh, Sochi in Russia. They they I, so I got hired as an engineer. The Olympics, Olympics. were in Russia, okay. right? I got you. In 2014. Okay. Or 2014. Which was supposed to be the worst of the worst. You know what? Every Olympics is the worst of the worst. No, I every mean, single one of them. That pool, except 96 Atlanta, you, y'all. That pool like, was disgusting. I'm telling you, every Olympics before you get there, like they make you think you're gonna like the media convinces me I'm gonna die when I'm in that country. Like like you know pollution was gonna get us in China. Chernobyl's you know, there was, up there. there was, like I mean you know the terrorists were gonna get us in Russia. Or Putin was gonna just outright kill us. You're right or on that you know horse. in Rio the 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 pollution was gonna get us or we were gonna mug to death. Ryan Lochte was going to come fucking. Right, fuck you, up. you know, London. The traffic was going to be traffic. You know, it was going to be great. You know, the traffic would be so bad that no one could get to work, and we were all going to die. I mean, like every single Olympics is it's going really? to be the worst event. Everything's ever. the worst. Every that's time there's an election, it's that's always why the worst. I quit. Ref- I started refusing all the offers to go. Whatever. Like, you're so good at just talking <laughs> shit. I want ahead. you to be Don't here. Don't listen to these two. In the back. The shit talking Olympics. Okay. So anyway, I go to Sochi. They, I, I, they, they told me because of you know what we were doing. I was hired as an engineer, and I got a thing from them saying, "Don't bring a toolbox even to the country that they, you won't be allowed to bring it in." Like. You know, we'll we'll provide you with tools. Don't bring a toolbox. And I'm like, Why? at this point, because the, the customs were going to be so terrible okay. or whatever, right? All those metric Allen and heads. And so I, I had been just bringing Stay a camera package shit, and shooting stuff, you know, and whatever. And so no one had said anything to me about shooting anything in Sochi. And I'm like, well, if I can't bring my my toolbox for the job I'm being paid for, I'm definitely not bringing a camera, right? Right. So I just went to Sochi. And when I showed up, they didn't have an ENG cameraman for the venue they and they had assuming. they were assuming I was going to bring all my crap and when I didn't bring it they were just like oh uh, okay this is a huge problem did they buy you cameras 
They didn't buy me cameras, but after that, <laughs> they talked to me about paying me to shoot for them. Ah, so it actually and worked so, out. Yeah, it worked out. And so since then, um, I've been shooting for them, and we've... Uh, you still owe them a lot of money, is what you're I saying? Still, well, not them. I, <laughs> you know, we got Billy, Billy Creek I borrowed a bunch, of, a bunch of money from to... No, so I, you know, so twelve I, arm swing. Yeah, I'd invested in cameras and been shooting other stuff outside of of them, but it, that's what kind of got me a foot in the door to shoot broadcast stuff. Okay, and I sort of, you know, skipped. So, I, I jumped to the front of the line, and and and, and end of story. Uh, I've been nominated for uh, the sports Emmy for cinematography the last three years. That's awesome. And won two of the last three. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So you do the 30 for 30? Uh, I, I have not shot a 30 for 30. I just finished coloring a 30 for 30. Okay. So also in the middle of this. <laughs> so at some point I decided I was going to be a colorist too. Because I, I really What like, does a colorist do? A colorist does finish. You know when you get your hair done? Yeah. I know what that it's like. It's like getting your hair done for a, for a project. So That's my business. You know, and I haven't won any awards. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You just won. I want that. Thank you for <laughs> my water bottle ago. back. I appreciate it. So also in in the you know concurrently to the to the shooting story, I also took up coloring, and like doing color correction and fixing color correction stuff and, like making yeah and making so everything more vivid. It's it's weird. Or I have I have so tones to everything. I, I've got a bunch of different clients that only know me as one thing. Like some people think I'm a shooter, and some people think I'm a colorist, and some people think I'm an editor, and some people only know me as an engineer. I have a question. Yes. About coloring. Yes. So, uh, Narcos, the movie Narcos. Uh huh. So when I watched movie, that, movie or the show? The show Narcos on Netflix. Have you watched Just it? Has anyone watched it? Yes. Have you watched it? Have you watched it? I'm scared of it. Have you watched it? Two seasons. Where? How? Okay. Are you into the last one? Oh, I'm done. I'm waiting for the next one. Are they going? Yeah, it's going to the Mexican so. cartel. Anyway, when I when I watched that show. It looks like, color-wise and film-wise, it looks like the film that you would get back, Polaroid or Fujifilm or whatever, Filterized. from pictures in the 80s. Because yeah. I grew up at that time in Panama. Yeah. So when I'm watching the show... It feels like that guy's It days. feels like when I'm looking at haze. it, I'm watching it, it's that hazy, yeah. like 1970s kind of film that, like, how everything really looked then. Is that coloring? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, how, and, also, and how would so, you do that? Like you tone it down, or is like yeah? I mean, you you. So there's a few. There's a Instagram, few, mostly Instagram. <laughs> there's a few steps to it. I mean, the you, sepia you, tone. You, you go in and and you know everything's shot by different people on different days with different lighting and different you know whatever. And so I mean, are they so, using old cameras or are they using new cameras? No, they're using and then new the cameras and then they, the colors goes in and gives it a look. So you know they don't. The things that I do in sports, they don't generally let me. They always say they want me to do something like that, and then when we do, they're like, "This is really weird, and this isn't what we do. Why don't we just do what we always do?" And so I end up having to do the work twice. Well, I imagine sports would have to look like it looks like right now, like how people see it on high definition TV. Because if you did something else to it, then people would be like, "What? When? When was yeah, what it? Is this how now? old like is this?" Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I mean, yeah, sometimes why like, is it like, grainy? HBO will sometimes <laughs> let me, you know, get a little wonky, but like NBC is like really, you know, traditional by the book. Yeah, I mean, they want, like, like you know, that crisp, you know, like, good-looking look. Without okay. Looking weird. But, like, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I haul my color rig out, and I color correct all the pieces at the Triple Crown and Olympics. and. 
It'd be like if all of us took pictures with our camera. They would all seem different, but then you make them all fluid from left to right. The so it looks like the same lighting, same yeah. four well, idiots, or, 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 all took know, the same pictures, but we made it work. Yeah. Well, or, or you know, if you're doing an interview and you have two different cameras, you know, you want them you, when you edit between the two, it needs to look seamless. Yeah. Right. You can't have one that's you know slightly Set green on one and white the other balance. One's, yeah, and yeah. so you're like balancing things so that they is all look the same. Tim Burton's Batman versus Christopher Nolan's Batman. In, intercut, yes. Yeah. <laughs> is it hard for you to watch? things without picking them apart we've had other like directors and not good things i mean good things you don't i mean you 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 know too enthralled how, how good it looks yeah i mean you don't you're not like but i mean yeah if i watch I mean, there's some, nothing that you watch like a movie and you're you see a flaw and then it just drives you crazy for he hated yeah movie. what was the backup uh Absolutely, the guy did yeah, boyhood I mean, and uh days confused richard linkletter linkletter you hated what is it called what was the one that was the, oh the last col- one yeah college um, it was like a Van Halen name. Oh, the... Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No idea. The, the, the guy the that tape, did Days of Confused. The, oh, yeah. It was the last Boyhood. thing. The last... Yeah. It was supposed to be the, like, the next Days of Everybody Confused, gets some. And it, everybody gets some. Everybody wants some. You hated it. I saw it. it. From Kevin... Uh, what's his face? Richard Linklater. Uh, Richard Linklater. Oh. One of the best... And I put that I thought Days and... Oh, Days and Confused. Yes, Never mind. That's so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Fuck no, there's, there's. I mean, I, I right certainly on, right look. On, right on. I know what you're talking about. I, I look at things differently than like. I mean, my, if I tell my brother I hate a movie, he assumes he's gonna love it. Because you're looking at it differently than he's looking at it, right? I guess it just happens. Like, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I, I'll notice. Like, well, for instance, like uh, Dunkirk. You know, like yeah. I, I, I couldn't. You know, they, they all three of these stories intersected, but they were shot on overcast days and days where the sun was out, and it was all supposed to be the same day. And I, I could not reconcile it in my brain. Yeah, oh, okay. like okay. it did. Like the airplane would fly over, and I'd see the sun, you know, glimmering off the water, and I was like, "What, what the hell is going on?" It's overcast, it was like full on overcast in every other scene. Every other scene, like. Is this? And then the boat would be in the thing. I was like, is that the same boat? Why is the same boat here? And uh, it sort of looks. The, what the hell is going yeah. on? See, like, that's exactly what I'm that drives about. me nuts. It it, it doesn't. But it's like but often, we drove an hour like, and a half to see that movie. That's more of a continuity <laughs> error thing than any like than an editing. Well, plan. and I, you know, I mean, that happened because they were shooting with IMAX cameras. But on he's real also an editor, and, so I can. You know, can we all want it to be the Dark Knight, but it won't be the Dark Knight every time. Um. All right. The fire rises. Let's speed ahead. Like, how do we get to Andre the Giant? Uh, because this is how it came to me. Yeah. Justin texts so, me on. Watch this. You only have two days. Sunday. <laughs> Get your shit together. And he's like, "Have you seen the documentary Andre the Giant?" No, I don't have HBO right now because my husband turned off the cable. That's and a whole then, different. And then story. he said, we'll "Do you want to hang out with Warren?" And she said, "Fuck yes." Yes. Sign is me. Warren gonna be there? <laughs> then I will watch it. One hundred uh, So he's like, because we might have um, the guy that edited. It, do the podcast on Wednesday and I was like yeah I'll watch it so uh, yeah so that's how we're here and like it's it? did he did I you? loved it so I want to skip ahead over did all these cry? other awesome details yes I did cry I, take I had to karate take my glasses or, off did you say I take karate or I cry I all cry. the above I had to take my glasses off dab my eyes and then put them back on so I could keep watching when have you, you not watch, seen it when you cry in a movie no it Andre the Giant, what planet are you on right now? Wait, we wait. had a we had a private screening in Dothan, Alabama, for, oh. for select uh, you know especially friends. 
How did oh, you, know you that? were there? Because you, you didn't extend it. I watched it a month before. <laughs> you didn't even extend it. You didn't have this you, stuff. You, you adjusted you it, the same. You watched it six months before. Let me guess. You were at the same. What's that singer that was here for the Michael, what's his face? Bolton? Michael Bolton. You were at that party too, weren't you? Shh. Michael Bolton? Of course I do. Look at my. Look at this tattoo. All right. <laughs> Why does your butt so, crack go up to your shoulder blades? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. I don't even. This is my wallet. <laughs> so I, I, I did all this. So the first thing I taught myself to do was edit. Right. Then I got into engineering. And uh, filming. And and then I got into filming. He talked about and coloring. And coloring. And, we're getting uh, there. It's a process, Warren. Shut up. We're getting there, Warren. And so I'm in New York. I'm trying to build a relationship with Harris. So Jesus. shut up. I'm, I'm in New York. My wife and, and, and son, uh, we bought a house in Dothan and they moved back here. Were they from here? Yes, my okay. wife's from here as well. Okay. And it, my my oldest son, who's now eight, was getting about school age, and it was like we, were, you know. You brought him back at tumultuous times. School well, age in Alabama is what. That's 12, a whole 14, another podcast, like but. <laughs> it's a whole other. Education thing. in Dothan no, at the moment was, is a was, little tumultuous. It was, it was, it was <laughs> great. I did just come from a from a community meeting. That PTA about, PTA yeah, meeting. Which yeah. I'm saying. Mm. Edit button. Read the Dothan Eagle. I'm not going it's through all that. there. Mm. It's a little tumultuous right now. So I moved Moving back for that right. to put my son through this, yeah. but he's about to go through. Yeah. You're such a good parent. I'm such a good parent. <laughs> I waited to have kids for the Trump administration. That's right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect timing. And so uh, I, I, I had a full-time job in, in New York. I was the technical director for a post house for about five years. Right. Uh, the same one that winning I know. Winning awards, that, winning Emmys. Uh yeah, I think I'd won like three it's engineering a stri- it's Emmys. A, it's a strip club, so for, they're not called Emmys; they're called strippies. <laughs> I think I won three, three your whiskey, Warren, shut up. engineering <laughs> Emmys at that point. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Bay these and are the Charles. ones that are not on TV. No, yeah, these are the technical awards. Like when they have the Oscars right. and they give them to the actors, and That's then right. there's another all show the, like Sunday no, nobody's watching where they my, give away all the joke. technical. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's the one he won. Yep. It's still an Emmy. Five though. of them. <laughs> yeah. yep. We just didn't watch it on mainstream TV. Go ahead. That's right. Dumb dumbs. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, they moved back here. I knew I was going to, you know, quit doing this full time job and go back to being freelance and. I'd started shooting and coloring, and, and I'd been editing the whole time. Uh, uh, and basically, I was just trying to do anything that I could get somebody to pay me something for. Okay. You know, I was kind of like, my wife quit working, and we were having another son, and, my, you know. The pressure my, was on. My income was the only income. Right. And so, I was splitting time between New York and here with this full-time job and whatever else. And so, um, 2012 or so, I quit and went full-on freelance, and basically, I've been taking... I still have an apartment in New York. I'll go up there and, you know, take an editing job on a series or right. you know, whatever. Is that I, what happened with Andre the Giant? Yeah. How did you so, get so I did a couple of series uh, for HBO. Um, what are they? Uh, the UConn yeah, basketball. basketball. It was called UConn um, something. Some hoops. Uh, March to Madness. March to Ma- March. No, yeah, March we, to Madness. We picked March out a lot of the soundtrack for it. Yeah, for March to Madness. So there was one on Gonzaga uh, that was like five parts, and then the next year we did one on the Yukon women that was like five or six parts. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I would go up and and you know edit it in New York for like two months, and you know 
You're killing really, me. How did you get to Andre the Giant? I'm getting there. And so, <laughs> well, you you're know. slowing it down. It's like you're almost to the house, and you just like slow the car down. You're like, look at these trees. So, and I'm like, I want to get home. No, these trees. trees. And trees and <laughs> right. she's no so I, you know, look. I mean, it, it's a it's a small world up there, and all the she's people. Push that wrap it, bu- wrap it up button. All right, look, <laughs> the wrap it up button. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. So all the people no. that I work for are, you know. It's a it's a small closed knit community. I mean, it's all the same producers and editors, and we right. all work on the same crap. And you know, the people that that you know, I've it's really not these. like a ton of you guys. You really kind of overlap. It'd all be the like time an Avatar squad. So there's, like there's, there's HBO sports guys are all twelve guys. So no, no. So so <laughs> yeah, it's it's a small group oh. of like. Pretty, What's your best pretty, idea? You know, really How talented. I mean, I equate it to this. Like, it's Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons is one of the funniest sports guys. What does Bill Simmons have anything to do with? He was the producer. Don't get trapped. I don't even know Bill Simmons. Harris. But he was the producer. I don't care. Of, I don't know Bill Simmons. Never met him. Shut you're up. Angry, aren't Shut you? up. You're angry. Shut up. I'm about to get angry. Warren, you don't bring fight? Bill Simmons into this. I will step up. Warren. That was his first. No. So I'm working for a post house. I did a bunch of series. I'm working for a post house. I cut something with a guy that I'd done some work for previously uh, in my career and cut this thing for the uh, museum that opened up in D.C. Mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Um, uh, a sex thing? No, no, no. The uh, slavery museum. <laughs> uh, what was it called? Help me out here. I don't I know. No that's not on your IMDb page. There's no, so much not. not on my IMDb page. <laughs> I know. There's like a lot not it's on. It's like. It's very. You need to talk to them. Well, most, not of, the, doing most a lot. of the stuff that I do is not IMDb worthy. But I didn't Wikipedia you. Should I Wikipedia they, you? They no, no, no. They don't. Ding dong? No, no. They don't cover like, you know, well, yeah. any of the sports events that I've done or any of the, you know. Okay. So Basically, if we it doesn't have museum, credits, it doesn't go on IMDb. We did the museum. How we did the museum and the director of Andre the Giant worked on that. The museum piece. The museum piece. Okay. He's a director named Jason Hare. Okay. And he's done a couple of 30 for 30s. I've known him for 10 years. Right. And I went and did a couple weeks on this museum piece with him. Uh-huh. And fast forward a year, and uh, oddly enough, Nat Geo did a series that same year that ate up like that small pool of, of editors right. that I was talking about were all like Working locked into these project. long these long contracts so for Nat default. Geo. And so by default, I was the only guy they could find to uh, to do the Andre no. the Giant thing. And could so I went and did two weeks, and they were like, oh, this is kind of good. Can you come back next week? And I was like, sure. And so I did that, and then... You know, we it's took a break and we it. took a break and like did notes for a couple of weeks, and they were like, "Oh, we, you know, they want us to do some changes. Can you do this?" And then, you know, I went and did another couple of weeks, and then basically it just kind of went so, on like that until I was the only editor that edited Andre. The so Giant. you edited the whole documentary, yeah, basically. Yeah, well, it, it was so so. It was a really small crew. There's Jason, the director, and these two producers, mm-hmm. who uh, Matt Maxson and uh, Jake Rogal and uh, same thing they were like PA guys from HBO that I had known that had left HBO and um, they kind of had a funny story they had watched one of Jason's uh, 30 for 30s and liked it so much that they uh, sent him an email and just told him you know they like liked his his work and you know wanted to and so he wrote him back and asked if they wanted to meet for a drink and they went and met for a drink and headed off and decided they would like do their next project together and literally the three of them you know 
Well, never under, under, underestimate the power of cocktail. Yep. Yes. And so it was. It was. And then like, you know what? I like you. Yeah. This, next thing you know, we it's have like, a good time together. Apple. Let's do this project. So now that yeah. that True. that Absolutely. group of dudes right now is doing a, a ten part uh, documentary on Jordan for Netflix and ESPN that they're shooting and editing right now. It's like ten one hour shows or whatever. So, so the three of those yahoos and. That's the next project. That's the next one. I, I, yeah. Let's go back to Andre the Giant. Okay. Was how long did, was that all filmed before you were involved, or were you Mostly, involved in part I of the think, filming? They, no, I mean, I didn't were do, you there for any of the interviews no. with? You just chilling. I did nothing chilling but, in an but office. edit that. I just chilling in an office. I show up and like, you know, and and Jason has a really you know particular way that he works where you know he he does all the interviews or, or chunks them out or whatever, right? Knows w- what he wants. And, and he sits down and pulls all of the bikes that he likes. Right. And, like, sits in his apartment for, you know, two months and sort of, like, rearranges things to, like... So he has, like, an idea of exactly how he wants it edited, how he wants it to oh, yeah. look, the yeah. whole nine yards. He's got, like... I mean, he's ready to, ready to go. Yeah. And so, basically, when I show up, I mean, the, like, framework's all there, you know? Did you have to color any of it? I mean, because no, it's we old had a, footage and new a, footage. We had a, a, a guy at the post house we were at, uh, Vlad at Mole House, that colored it. And Vlad. so uh, it was. Uh, Vlad. Uh, it was incredible. It was really good. Well, good. I, you know, Andre the Giant. It was legit as fuck, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It was so good. It was good. I, I, I the first time I sat down and watched my, it, it one was, of my favorite Billy Crystal's films for sure 100% <laughs> I forget that you're a huge Billy Crystal fan who isn't yeah, well, yeah. Wouldn't you are be? you not you seen that dude I am but Punch not to the as much as Justin did is. you ever watch a, what did he always host in the 90s we're not gonna do this Don't. we're gonna go back to I'm Andre sorry. the Giant <laughs> I was gonna say this shit will be <laughs> she'll be wrong I literally so told him <laughs> if she's not here I don't wanna be here because it will go off the rail yeah cause I you're you always you do so, so good at this yeah. Yeah. hey look I got Five assholes in front of me. Char- yeah, Charlene. Charlene, let's up, make this entertaining for someone. Talk. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those things, one okay, of those just you, dumb when, luck when things. When that it I fell first into, came to you, though, were you like Andre the Giant? You know, well, I mean, you know how interesting. No, no, no. Like, I, did you I, learn I, so I, much more after doing it? So, so Jason talked about Andre before. You know, we were doing the the museum thing, and uh, it sounded really. Why did he choose Andre the Giant? I mean, what? So he he he's was he, he had a couple fan? Of, no 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 he had a couple of things that he'd been bouncing around with you know another one was like a Bill a, a thirty for thirty on uh, Billy Cannon right who won the the Heisman in fifty eight at LSU and has just had this incredible story who gives a fuck about that right Andre, he's not a the giant. giant Andre the Giant let me tell you let me tell you a little something about Billy Cannon. And and tell hey, me listen, if you tell me if listen. you'd like to hear that's hear about this fine, guy. That's fine. Can I 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 can in the in the seventies wow. or whatever, right? After the Heisman has has some, after the Heisman has some financial things and decides that he's going to start counterfeiting money. Oh, it's like a DeLorean story. And then I he, love and then he these. gets caught by the FBI. A DeLorean story? Caught by the FBI and, and, and busted and put in jail. And when he gets out of jail... Uh, that is a good story, you're it's right. It's a pretty good story, right? And when he, get, when he gets out of jail, he can't... like Nobody wants to, him to work on their teeth anymore. And he winds up as the uh, dentist at Angola State Penitentiary. Where the rodeo is. Is this a far side? Put, 
Dude, the rodeo <laughs> right? <is> lit. <laughs> uh, you're making fun, but it's like the Billy Cannon story. That is a great story. story. A great is this story. a documentary? No, it was one Jason was going to work Why? on. Is he going to work on it? Uh, Billy Cannon died a, like a couple months ago. Copyright. So? I was just I was just in Louisiana last week. But that shooting. would be make it even better, right? Because he's. Well, so the the. Uh, Some things happened, and it, it, uh, it, Billy Cannon didn't want to do it. And wait, wait, wait! I'm confused. Billy Cannon is the person that was the LSU coach. Yes, no, that, the player. Okay, that counterfeited the money. That yes. was Dennis, the whole nine yards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Andre the Giant's dead too. We still did a documentary. So he was alive when they were trying to put it together. Uh, and uh, some things happened, and and it it, it just it, it voiced didn't displeasure, uh, and it was over. I don't want to say what happened. Fair enough. Okay. Some things happened, and they and ESPN s- decided not to pursue it. Oh. Do you think they probably will later? I don't know. Or I mean, it could be an independent project. Maybe. Well, maybe. what I was gonna say last week, I was in in LSU, uh, in Louisiana for a week shooting for the history of SEC, another project coming out next year. Right. Uh, and we interviewed like ten of his. Smartest people from the '58 team, and I learned all this stuff about Billy Cannon, and was like, "Oh shit, Wait, this is actually a really good." Teammates story. from the 1958 team? Yeah, they were all 80 years old. It was great. So racist? No, they're not. They were. They were. Well, maybe. Not. Maybe they're, so. if they're it's pushed. Fine. I don't think so. No one cares. I don't think so. No I, one I will care. Let's go back to if you've uh, been... Andre the Giant. Okay, we're going. So we're rewinding. <laughs> Let's go back to Andre the Giant. So, so when I got on Andre, I. I Jason was talking about it. I thought it would be fun to work on. You know, didn't think anything else of it. They called me to work on it for a couple weeks, and I went in, and, you know, they had, like, a, you know, they had a a ton of stuff roughed out. Like, you know, all the bites were chosen. There was a ton of B-roll. Like, it was just kind of, like, connect the dots, right? When the first... Go ahead. Sorry. So we get the The rough cut finished, and then we turn it in for notes, and then it's, like, you know, it's fat. It's, like, 96 minutes or whatever. And there's still like some B-roll that needs to get shot and some other things, but all the interviews are done. And you know, I mean, it, it it was it was kind of not that tough an edit in that you know. Well, when I asked you that question in the beginning, is there anything I had an extra, I had a meaning for it, and yes. it was to get to this. Was there was there footage that you edited out that you felt? Personally, been a positive lend to the. So, so I, I tell you, I tell you the biggest thing that left the 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 movie. Okay, is that they had uh, a guy go and compose music for the entire thing. I thought the background music, and it was good. And so, no, it it, it was fine. What was in there? But the not stuff as that good was composed. It. I mean, this guy, this guy, um, Zach Hemsby. Spent, I mean, just months and months. He 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 had stuff on like the Inception, like he he composed the music for the Inception. Oh trailer. wow! Like it's like that guy. He's like yeah. some guy that like Phenomenal. works out of his garage in upstate New York, and you know Jason went and like Danny cajoled Elfman him into. into uh, but he's working out of a garage. Yeah, it's like Danny Elfman working in a garage, right? And so he went and did all the stuff, and 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 like, oh my god, it was so good. And the, I mean, it was so easy Why to didn't edit they pick with. It? They picked it like it was all, you know, whatever, and everything was supposed to be good. And then he and HBO didn't have a final contract, or he and Jason, or whatever. And so he came back to them and was like, uh, you know, late in the process, he wanted to, he didn't want to give them the rights to the music in perpetuity. And so, in perpetuity means what? Forever. 
Meaning he could he never use make it. He could never use it. He, well, and so, what, and so what he offered them was to to uh, to give them the music for free to right. use in the documentary, but he wanted to keep the rights in case you know he could sell it to a car commercial or whatever. Like he just he wasn't well, it's his baby. It was his baby, and and so, but at the but same time, but it was inspired time, by the like. Did he was he watching it while he's composing, or how yeah, that, yeah, yeah, most of it, hundred percent, their property. No, not well, necessarily. Except, except that the except contract that the wasn't artist done. did yeah. it. I mean, like, like, like. I mean, ideally, you would, you would, con- you would, you would make a deal. You make a contract, sign yeah. the contract, then you go do the work, and then that's they not, own it. That's, that's asinine. But that's, that's I could not, be watching Sixteen Candles, and that can inspire me to write like this great musical piece. It doesn't no, belong. No, but when you're hired to do it, you're fired to do it. I mean, specifically for <laughs> that <laughs> project. Yeah. Like, I, I sat I, in my look, garage I, and edited it. I could it. see both sides. I mean, on, on, one, on one hand, Fine. you know, HBO is not going to put out the Andre the Giant soundtrack and go and. But make, they could have if it was that amazing. It could have been a hit on Spotify. You like stuff. I mean, I like can you those. name a single documentary they did last year that you'd love to hear the the soundtrack for? Uh, well, say again. That, all right, let me back up. Let yeah. me back up one more. Let me back up one more. Seventies. Let me let me back up one more. You tell may not you, know the type of geek you're dealing with. Right, right. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Let me back up one more and tell you that HBO Entertainment doesn't deal with, uh, with weirdos. The, I got that fucking. Doesn't message. deal with their. Uh, <laughs> with their composers the way that HBO Sports was. HBO Entertainment would have been happy if if the Game of Thrones, you know, That's what I was gonna composer say. It's not a documentary, to, but it's not a sports documentary for sure. It is sexually. It's a little bit. Anyway, they got a big <laughs> pissing match and and at the end of the day uh, HBO just was like you got to find another composer. Oh, and that sucks. So there are two of his pieces in it that he didn't compose specifically for it. And he just, they were already there. The but the music, his music outright. is in it. Just there's two, not there's that. two pieces of music in it, but like, I, I had, yeah, I had to, I spent like two weeks re-editing the whole movie with like, they went and hired another composer who slapped some oh, stuff together in two weeks. And it, and it was fine, but like. But having to redo that whole project. Is just, there a way just, to listen to that other soundtrack? No. Not what? legally. No. That's a bummer. No. What do y'all want to listen to for what? I mean, I. I mean, <laughs> Can you I turn mean, Warren's mic off? Nah, is that possible? I'm about halfway down right now. He throws him shit. He's not even this. forming full words or sentences <sighs> at this point. You did feed him. <laughs> See? You did feed him brown water. Did you hate me at the beginning? I've always loved hey, you. Hey, Warren, Warren <laughs> so, I, I, I thought about you last Don week. Don Teresa Gucci this table right they, now. Uh, Don't do it. What? From the Real Housewives of New Jersey, like they, she flips tables. They Don't told me it. a funny story about James Carville last week. Uh, that that uh, somebody was shooting with him during an LSU game, and uh, they shot the whole first half of the game, and everything was fine. And then halftime came, and he told the film crew they had to get out before he went brown. Before he went brown, Jesus started. He, he, was, he, started he, was, he was about to start drinking whiskey, and they weren't allowed to film. And I immediately thought of Warren, Warrenville, yeah. and this moment right here when he goes brown. He's gone brown. He's gone brown. There's a moment when Warren goes brown, and yeah, ten minutes is and it and it happened ten minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. How long have we been doing this? I've been for an hour. It's Tuesday. Um, anyway, so uh, Andre the Giant got edited. I now sort of live in Alabama. I shoot a lot of stuff here, uh, out of here. When I'm not working, I come home. I edit uh, stuff at the house and color things, and I go all over the country and shoot stuff, and sometimes I go to New York and edit. That's 
I'm, I'm so happy to meet you and you should be super proud of this project because Andre the Giant was an amazing documentary. I really loved how uh, chronologically it was done because it was like all the cool stuff and then I'm not giving anything away, but all of the reality of what it's like to be basically an eight foot tall human in a five foot foot You get that world. biology behind it. Uh, and then it's, it's just... I don't want to give it away, but like I would love to have a debate about who the bad guy of the documentary is. You know, the biggest thing that concerned me about it's the like project Tupac. was that you know he'd been dead for thirty years and there were no interviews. There's no master interview. Yeah, you can't with. go back. You know, like that Ric Flair came, documentary came out. They had six hours of master interview with him to like frame that whole story. And not only was there not and a master he's still interview, alive, so you can still and he's still alive. Not only is there not a master interview with with Andre. But there's no footage of him where he's not pretending to like be, be him, be the know, character. Yeah, well, but to I be think, like, but the, I think the, that's you know, almost better a, in a way because I loved that his uh, fellow athletes were telling the story for him, and yeah, all of all and of all of the exactly, and all of their stories matched. I mean, yeah. well, that that was that exhausted. was you know, Jay, Jason had a pretty funny thing about that too. That like you know, going out and and interviewing these guys, the 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 biggest problem with that project is that you couldn't separate the myth from what from the truth. Yeah, it's a bunch of lore. So like, you, you literally would go and talk to you know, like Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, and Vince McMahon, and you know, like like Ray three guys. you know big Ray dudes, guys. and they would all. They would all have identical stories about Andre, and then you talk to a fifth guy who'd be like, "Oh no, I was there that night. That's not what happened." And he'd tell you another story, and you were like, "Well, well I mean, okay." But at the same time, at the it's but that's wrestling. The whole thing is folklore. It is wrestling, but you know the 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 point is that you know Jason. You're had trying to, to get a, a handle on who he was for real. Yeah, like you can't. Andre? You you can't. Yes. How can you possibly think? You can go anywhere else. No, no one's gonna talk. Where could you possibly go after that? Go where, Warren? Go where, Warren? Where are we going, Warren? Are you fucking serious? How could you go anywhere bigger than Andre the Giant? There's no one bigger than Andre the Giant. It was bigger than uh, uh, what's his name, Cassius Clay. Mm-hmm. What do you white people call him? Do you know there's actually a picture Muhammad, in the Muhammad documentary Ali, yeah, of uh, Andre the Giant and Muhammad Ali together? He's, yeah. Did you see the picture of them holding each other? Again? Yeah. Not the same. Not the same as what? Not the same. <laughs> as what? <laughs> hey, can, y'all, can y'all turn that music up? <laughs> okay, we're going to wrap this we'll up Warren because Warren is into going the off the rails. Fuck. Am I the one supposed to be keep, keep this gig going? I'm, I'm just here. No, man. <laughs> no, you, you've got no responsibilities. Don't. Stop it. What are you doing? 100. How do you say it? How do you say it loud? What? Siento? Siento? Lo siento? Are you yeah. trying to say I'm sorry? No, fuck you. Siento 100. <laughs> Color commentary, no. you said. Siento, the colorful in list, list, list. Yes. Why am I going down this rabbit hole with him? Why I am know. I talking to him right That's now? That's episode 100. I saw you. I was in. Uh, I was here I, for I, you. I was in uh, at the Democratic National Convention. I was doing a road 64. show for the Daily Show. Yeah. In Boston. Uh huh. During the, I think it was 2008 uh, election, and. Who is uh what's his what's his name? I'm god I'm terrible with names. Uh Stephen Colbert. 
Now, what's the uh, what's going ballers? Uh, that was a the Rock, Rock. Dwayne no, Johnson. No, 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 no Rob no, Corddry. No. Yes, Rob Corddry. Oh yeah. So yes. Rob Corddry is a so Rob Corddry is a. Uh, I've got two Rob Corddry uh, anecdotes. So Rob Corddry is a. Uh, <laughs> you are Rob Corddry. So Rob Corddry is is. Uh, is on the show and I got a call in the middle of the night that they're trying to do a voiceover in the truck and things aren't working I have to get back there and straighten it out uh-huh. and so I go back and we're in this old analog truck Rob Corgi's in there with two I don't know if they're strippers yes. or hookers but he's in the voiceover booth hammered at two in the morning trying to do a voiceover for the show and, and, and every time I build a voiceover booth in the ten years since I've, I've used his line I want to lay down some tasty tracks <laughs> That's right. That's, I mean, that's good advice. That's, you should live live by that. Is it? Is it time? Mm, I sound really good. Can I lay down some tasty tracks? <laughs> and on that that's the best jazz I've ever heard in my life. I saw I saw Rob Corddry at a uh, uh, movie theater about five years later. And I was standing in line. He was about three people behind me, and I turned around and saw him, and I didn't know who it was. And I turned around, looked forward, and I sat there. It was bothering me. I was like, Oh my god, this is like some guy I worked with, and I'm supposed to know his name. And I kind of turned and looked back, right? And I, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't know like, what was going on. I was like, you can you say everything about their you life. They're like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, they have a three-year-old. He had pancreatic cancer. Well, oh, I, 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 so, so, I thought, I thought, I thought he was like some ended like a two off of a NEP truck from Pittsburgh that I'd done a golf show in 2003 with. And I kept turning around and looked at him. And that third time he looked at him, he was like. No, yes. we didn't go to high school together. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, how is it? What the fuck were you looking at him like? Were you just like? Well, you know, like no, you, I just I was like, you do I'm that just, all the time. You know, it's like I you just, see someone. Like, you think Rob Corddry's just on that level of fame where like he's he's recognizable? He was not doing ballers. Yes, that's where he was at that point. That's oh, please, he's not doing ballers. He was not in hot yeah, tub time machine. Yeah. He's done like, so many. He's like it's been a good six year run for him since then. Yeah, he's like Kevin Bakeman of lower bar. Shit is killing. He loves it. It makes him feel so good inside. We're gonna wrap up the Andre the Giant. One hundred. No, I didn't go to high school with you. Rob Cordry, I didn't go to high school with none of y'all bastards. That's episode one hundred. Yes. Whew. It's been a long 100 episodes. <laughs> God damn. And this is what happens when we reintroduce whiskey back into the studio. Yeah. Was it since the last time? No. We it was really no, a pressure. I, wait a minute. That, that's how. Is, is whiskey not a thing? That's no, how Warren got it, me to it come. It hasn't been a thing. No, usually it is. And it we, was of course, knew that Warren was coming back, so we brought whiskey back I tonight. I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. Oh. <laughs> You're not here. Yeah. Yeah, Drink class. Oh, you're good. Bye. Everybody say goodbye. Holla. Bye. Paris, it was so nice meeting you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, if you get a chance, you guys go on to um, HBO. If you don't have HBO on your TV, get download HBO Go. Or if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can uh, click on the HBO thing. and Swipe just left on Grindr. You can uh, join HBO right from there. That's what I did on my Amazon account. And you can watch Andre the Giant. That easy. Do the seven-day uh, mem- free membership. And you can watch it for free. There you go. Andre the Giant. Don't contribute to Harris's ca- uh, career at all. Everybody say goodbye. <laughs> say goodbye. Goodbye. Hello. Goodbye. Happy 100, y'all. Yeah. If you're interested in having your story featured on the local podcast, hit us up at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com or give us a shout on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the local podcast. <laughs>